The Old Testament of the Bible is full of endless tribal wars. One obscure group was always battling some other obscure group. The Moabites and the Midianites, the Benjamites and the Ammonites, the Watsites and the Huzites. <laughs> I never could keep them straight. But one biblical battle from the 1100s BC always stood out to me. In this battle, the Gileadites were fighting the Ephraimites. The Gileadites quickly routed their enemies and scattered their army. Then the Gileadites stationed themselves at a crossing on the Jordan River to cut off the Ephraimites' escape route home. The Gileadites were eager to kill every last man. There was just one problem. As neighbors, the Gileadites and Ephraimites dressed alike and looked alike. They also spoke the same language. So whenever a stranger approached the Jordan River to cross it, how would the Gileadite soldiers know whether to kill him? The stranger could always just lie and claim he was Gileadite. The Gileadites got around this problem by setting a clever trap. Whenever a stranger approached the Jordan crossing, they would point at the water and say, what's that? You see, the Gileadite word for river was shibboleth. And unfortunately for the Ephraimites, their accent was unusual. They didn't say the shh sound. So when the Gileadites pointed to the river, the shibboleth, and asked what it was, the Ephraimites called it a sibboleth. The consequences for this blunder were not pretty. As the book of Judges says, whenever the Gileadites caught someone butchering the pronunciation, they took him and slew him. There fell at that time 42,000 people. Since then, the word shibboleth has come to mean any word or linguistic quirk that distinguishes one group from another. And this still happens today. In the 1930s, Spanish-speaking soldiers in the Dominican Republic had orders to root out immigrants from Haiti who spoke Creole. The soldiers exposed the immigrants by asking them to pronounce the Spanish word for parsley, perejil. When the immigrants couldn't, the soldiers slaughtered them just as mercilessly as the Gileadites had the Ephraimites. Similarly, during the Vietnam War, American teenagers often tried to dodge the military draft by fleeing to the Canadian border and claiming they were Canadian citizens. Skeptical border officials tested them by having them recite the alphabet. If they ended with XYZ, they were turned back. Canadians say X, Y, Z. It's also jokingly been suggested that English speakers could easily expose any German spies in their country during a future war. And they could do so even if the spies spoke nearly perfect English. Just have the spy try to name that small furry mammal that climbs trees. Squirrel. 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 Most Germans simply cannot pronounce the word squirrel. So shibboleths still exist among humans. But what if I told you that certain animals have their own shibboleths? Specifically, certain rodents. And just like the Gileadites in the Bible, these rodents will kill anyone with the wrong accent. That's not the only way these rodents are strange, either. They also live in colonies with a queen, just like bees do. Even crazier, 
What if I told you that these murderous rodent bees never get cancer and never die of old age, and might therefore hold the secret to immortality? It's all true. Welcome to the bizarre world of the naked mole rat. From the Science History Institute, this is Sam Keen and the Disappearing Spoon, a topsy-turvy, sciency history podcast, where footnotes become the real story. Technically, naked mole rats are neither moles nor rats. They're a different type of rodent. But they are naked. That is, they have very little hair. They do have some cat-like whiskers to help them navigate the underground tunnels in which they live. They also have tufts of hair between their toes. <laughs> that might seem like an odd place to have hair, but naked mole rats spend much of their lives digging tunnels. And the tufts between their toes effectively turn their feet into brooms and help move dirt. Pretty clever. Naked mole rats are only three inches long and they weigh roughly one ounce. You could hold several in your hand at once, but you probably would not want to because frankly, they look hideous. The mole rats are native to the grasslands of Ethiopia and Somalia, and the first European biologist to see one assumed that he had found a colony of mangy, leprous mice. He figured that no normal creature could be that ugly. But they are. Let me describe them. To start with, naked mole rats are basically blind since they live underground. So they have these creepy, beady little eyes. Gross. Even worse is their mouth. They have huge, rat-like buck teeth. And weirdly, these buck teeth sit outside their mouths. They can actually close their lips, and those grotesque teeth are still visible. They evolved this odd trait because they sometimes dig tunnels with their teeth. And having teeth outside their lips prevents dirt from getting inside their mouths. Again, it's a clever adaptation. But God, it looks nasty. Then there's the yuckiest feature of all, their skin. Their skin is pink and wrinkly and full of throbbing veins. To be blunt, they look like saggy scrotums. Seriously. You can see pictures at patreon.com slash disappearing spoon. They are truly revolting creatures. And yet, for all that, these hideous-looking rodents are absolute darlings in the world of science. Why? For several reasons. First is their social structure. You might know that ants and bees and termites live in colonies. These colonies have one queen who does all the reproducing. All the other ants or bees are sterile worker drones who labor on the queen's behalf. This social structure seems to fly in the face of natural selection, especially the idea of selfish genes. Because why would workers remain sterile and labor away for the queen at the cost of passing on their own genes? The answer is that all the workers in a colony are siblings. They share DNA with the queen. So by supporting their sister queen and helping her reproduce, the sterile workers ensure that at least some of their shared DNA will get passed to future generations. It's not the usual setup among animals, but it's wildly successful. 
Bees, and especially ants, are some of the most abundant creatures on Earth. This social structure, with a central queen and sterile workers, is called eusociality. And eusociality was thought to be exclusive to insects, until scientists discovered it among naked mole rats. Just like bees and ants, naked mole rats live in colonies with up to 300 members. There's a queen mole rat and a few male studs who service her. But beyond those few, all other naked mole rats are sterile soldiers or diggers. The diggers are necessary because each colony consists of two to three miles of tunnels. Remember, the naked mole rats are just a few inches long. That would be like 500 miles of tunnels for a human. Mostly naked mole rats eat underground tubers, similar to potatoes, but they're very careful about how they eat them. They only nibble at the tubers and never eat too much of any one tuber. This restraint allows the tuber to regenerate itself and produce more food later. It's essentially sustainable agriculture. Pretty smart for a rodent. Beyond being eusocial, naked mole rats are unmammal-like in other ways. They're basically cold-blooded, like reptiles. That is, their bodies do not stay at a consistent internal temperature. Instead, they get warmer or colder with the environment. Even odder, naked mole rats need very little oxygen. The air above ground is 21% oxygen, but fresh air has trouble reaching the mole rats' underground layers. So mole rats have evolved to get by on air with less than 10% oxygen. How do they do this? Well, most mammals need oxygen for one reason. Our bodies store energy in the form of a sugar called glucose. Oxygen helps burn glucose and release stored energy. In contrast, naked mole rats store much of their energy as a sugar called fructose. Fructose does not require oxygen to burn. So the mole rats need less oxygen overall. In fact, you can completely deprive naked mole rats of oxygen for 18 minutes, and they're perfectly fine. A similar-sized mouse would die after one minute. Overall, the bodies of naked mole rats are like hybrid cars. They can switch back and forth from one energy source to another depending on what's available. Pretty amazing. And to be fair, even their hideous, scrotum-looking skin is amazing. You can pour acid right on that skin, and they feel no pain. The same goes for capsaicin, the molecule that makes chili peppers hot. Most mammals bite into chili peppers and, oh god, it burns. But not naked mole rats. They're immune to capsaicin. They can bite into chili peppers no sweat. They're still as cool as cucumbers. But for all their cool traits, there are some less than cool things about naked mole rats as well. For one thing, they are pretty vicious. I mentioned before that mole rat colonies have a queen. Naked mole rat queens are three times bigger than normal workers, roughly three ounces. And queens have a few special privileges. They get out of grunt work like cleaning the nest, and they don't have to defend the nest from predators. But in some ways, the name queen is misleading. They're not like human queens. They don't rule over the colony or make decisions. And honestly, aside from a few privileges, life as a mole rat queen sounds miserable. A queen is pregnant basically her whole life, 
and she gives birth up to 900 times. Imagine going through labor 900 times. Is it really good to be queen? Nevertheless, the reproductive instinct being what it is, female mole rats fight viciously for the position. And the reigning queen will bite and claw and even kill any potential usurper to her throne. In fact, other females feel so much stress around the queen that their bodies stop producing reproductive hormones and their genitals shrivel up. That's how the queen keeps them sterile. Naked mole rats are even more vicious with outsiders. And here's where we finally get back to the idea of a shibboleth. Have you ever wanted to appreciate books or movies or music from another culture? Do you have a big trip coming up and want to get beyond the tourist spots and immerse yourself in local culture? No matter what the reason, Rosetta Stone is the language program for you. Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning for 30 years. Millions have used it. Rosetta Stone knows what works for getting started, remembering what you've learned, and motivating you to stay on track. Plus, the built-in true accent feature gives you live feedback to improve your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. Start today. For a limited time, Disappearing Spoon listeners get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. To be blunt, naked mall rats are completely xenophobic. That is, they're intolerant of any mole rats who grew up outside their colony. If an outsider does wander by, they gang up and murder it, usually by mauling it and gnawing its face. They have zero mercy. But that brings up a question. If naked mole rats are blind, how do they recognize outsiders? Scientists once assumed that they used smell, and odors do probably play some role. But the real answer involves chirps. Every naked mole rat colony has its own highly specific chirp. Listen to these two. The audio is rough, but hopefully you can tell the difference. Here's one. And here's the other. It's like British versus American English. Subtly different. Number one... 
Number two. A colony's chirp is established by the queen. It's like high society fashion. Once the upper crust does something, all her subjects adopt it. And the mole rats use the chirp just like the Gileadites use the word shibboleth. If an outsider wanders along, they demand to hear its chirp. If it's the wrong chirp, they murder it. Beyond murder, naked mole rats use shibboleths to commit another ugly crime too. Kidnapping. If given the chance, naked mole rats will raid another colony and steal all the infants there, taking them home. Then they'll force these stolen infants to learn their unique chirp and set them to work digging. Unlike the queen's sibling workers, these kidnapped ones are not laboring to benefit their relatives either. Frankly, they're rodent slaves. But however vicious mole rats can be, I don't want to end on that note because they do have some amazing qualities as well. Many animals can communicate via sound, but usually those sounds are hardwired or learned as infants. After that, the sounds are fixed and don't change. There are a few exceptions to this. Whales, songbirds, and of course, human beings. We're all unusual for being able to learn new sounds as adults. Well, so can naked mole rats. Whenever a mole rat colony gets too large, it splits up, and some mole rats move to a new location. When those migrating mole rats get settled in, a fight breaks out between the females. Eventually, a new queen emerges. Then the new queen teaches the colony a different chirp, a different shibboleth. So like birds and humans, naked mole rats can learn new acoustic signals as adults. That's elite company for a rodent. Even more amazing is how healthy naked mole rats are. Because as crazy as it sounds, naked mole rats do not get cancer, and they seemingly never age. They avoid cancer in a few ways. First, they have certain snippets of DNA that prevent their cells from proliferating out of control. This helps their bodies suppress tumors, which are basically cells experiencing out-of-control growth. Second, their cellular machinery is extremely accurate about copying DNA. Considering how important DNA is, most other creatures copy it carefully as well. But naked mole rats are in a class by themselves. Their cells rarely make mistakes. This cuts down on mutations that lead to cancer. As for the mole rats not aging, well, that might sound a little surprising since naked mole rats are the animal equivalent of Benjamin Button. They're born looking old and wrinkled. But looks can be deceiving. However decrepit looking, they are remarkably robust. For one thing, they do not die of old age. In general, small mammals live short lives. Whales and elephants live for decades, while mice last about two years in the wild. Naked mole rats are mouse-sized, but they defy the odds and live 30 years or more. Now, obviously, mole rats are not immortal. They can die of other things, diseases, droughts, predators, murder, but not old age, as far as scientists can tell. And those extra years of life are good years. They don't get decrepit or slow down. This would be like human beings acting just as spry at age 100 as they did at age 20. In fact, 
fact, given the mole rat's size, this would be like human beings still acting spry at age 400. Old age simply does not affect naked mole rats. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why aren't scientists studying the hell out of these hideous little things? Let's find the secret sauce they have and inject it into all of us and eliminate aging and cancer. If only it were that simple. There isn't some secret chemical involved. It's more like a suite of genetic changes. So to stop cancer or halt aging, we would probably have to fiddle with our DNA, which is always dicey. And unfortunately, the biological gifts of naked mole rats are probably related to their lifestyle. Being sterile, being cold-blooded, and living underground without oxygen eliminates a lot of biological stress. And do you really want to live like that? Would you trade, say, the joy of sex, or even the refreshing feel of a nice breeze, just for a few extra years as a wrinkly, wriggling rodent? Probably not. Still, naked mole rats have beat cancer. They have beat aging. They prove that it's biologically possible. They give us hope. And honestly, we might be more like naked mole rats than we think. After all, compared to most mammals, we humans are pretty hairless and naked ourselves. And not many other creatures kill each other over shibboleths. Let's just hope that, through the wonders of science, we can emulate their amazing qualities and leave the ugly stuff behind. This is the Disappearing Spoon podcast, brought to you by the Science History Institute. Find out more about their library, museum, and multimedia magazine at sciencehistory.org. Make sure you check out the Science History Institute's other awesome podcast, Distillations. You can find their in-depth narrative stories and interviews about everything from space junk to sex, drugs, and migraines anywhere you get your podcast and on their website distillations.org You can find more incredible stories from my books at samkeen.com You can also book me as a speaker at your school or event. If you like this podcast, please support it at patreon.com slash disappearing spoon. It costs as little as seven cents per day. You can also get bonus episodes and signed books. Please spread the word to others as well and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or other places. This episode was written by me, Sam Keen. It was mixed by Jonathan Pfeffer and produced by Mariel Carr, Rigoberto Hernandez, and Padmini Raghunath. <laughs>